Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. His faithful Indian companion, Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come Silver. Let's go, big fellow. Four men met in the back room of the Richland City Gazette. The three seated were Jack Brandon, young publisher of the paper, Oscar Graham, weather-beaten cattleman, and Roy Stevens, land and cattle speculator. Elderly Denton Murdoch, president of the local bank, was standing as he concluded the speech he'd been making. The situation here is becoming too much for even a good sheriff like Tom Morley. There's cattle rustling, highway robbery, citizens being robbed in their homes, every crime imaginable. It has to stop, and we must see that it does. We're not going to form a vigilante committee, I hope. No, Stevens, never. When ordinary citizens take the law into their own hands, they make things worse than they ever were. Uh, Murdoch. Yes, what is it, Graham? Young Brandon here was the one who called this meeting. He must have something in mind. Let's hear it, Brandon. Uh, I'll be glad to, gentlemen. It centers around this silver bullet I have in my hand. Silver bullet? Uh, Sure enough, that's what it is. What kind of nonsense is this, Brandon? It isn't nonsense, Mr. Stevens. 
When my father died last year, he left me this bullet. It was given to him by the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger? The masked fellow we hear about? What's it got to do with us, though? The Lone Ranger told Dad that if he or his family or his friends needed help, Dad could send this bullet and a message to a certain mission. And if he did that, the Lone Ranger would come and give help. But your father's dead. Yeah. But I'm his son, and the people of Richland City were his friends. We need help. All of us who believe in law and order. So with your permission, I'll ask for that help. Just a minute, Jack. I know this much about the Lone Ranger. He's not a man you can command. He's not one you summon as you would a law officer. I realize that, Mr. Murdoch. Just as I realize he acts only when the law is helpless. I don't know if the letter I send will ever reach him. I don't know if he'll come. But if you'll consent, gentlemen, I'll send this bullet and a letter to this mission. It was Roy Stevens, the speculator, who met in secret that night in the back room of Ace Willis's cafe. He was talking to Willis and sinister-looking Hemp Clifford. So they wouldn't get suspicious, I voted along with them and told Brandon to send his message. I had to. What's the matter, Willis? I don't like it. I've heard tell of that masked man. He's plum poison. Right, Hemp? Yeah. We got two jobs to pull off next week. Stagecoach and that gold shipment. I know that, Clifford. Didn't I plan him? Don't worry about the Lone Ranger. We'll take care of him when he gets here. But uh, how do you know when that'll be? If he does come, I mean. You said Brandon would meet him in secret. Don't let him. You just keep your men watching Jack Brandon every minute of the day from now on. Have him watch his cabin, his office, and follow him when he's on the trail. We'll know when and if this masked snooper comes, and we'll be ready for him. Jack Brandon's message had been delivered to the old mission, and three days later, the Padre had given it to the Lone Ranger. Now, after a visit, the Lone Ranger and Tonto were riding away. The masked man was talking about the letter. I've decided to do as young Brandon requests, Tonto. He's a worthy son of a great father. If I can help him, I shall. You say only last week you planned gold to Richland City. Yes, and this gives me definite reason to. Things must be bad there. But let's get going. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scott. The Lone Ranger and Tonto arrived in Richland City the next morning at daybreak. Oh, Silver, easy, see? Easy, fella. Street's deserted, Tonto. I think I'll leave Silver here with you. You wait for me over there in the clearing. You go see Brandon? Yes, he gave me the location of his house and his office and the letter he sent. I have a good idea where they're located. Do not go right through the street. No, even though there seems to be no one up and about. I'll go along the back of the building till I get to Brandon's. Is that easy, big fellow? I'll not be too long. A short time later, one of Ace Willis's gang burst into the bedroom of the cafe owner. He shook Willis vigorously. Ace, uh, boss, wake up. Uh, wake up, will you, Ace? Hey, what, what's the idea? Boss, it's happened. He's here. He's at Brandon's place now. Dad, who? Hey, wait, Reb. Who's at Brandon's? The masked man, the one you've had uh, us looking out for. He sneaked in the back door of Brandon's house just a few minutes ago. Hey, this is bad. Just on the day when we're going to hold up that stagecoach... Reb, get over to Hemp. Tell him right away, quick. Yes, boss, I'm going. Tell him to meet me in back of the cafe. And to make sure the other party's there. The other party? 
Who's that? Well, never mind. Just tell Hep. Now get going. The other party, Roy Stevens, was unperturbed by the news. We won't worry about the masked man. We got this holdup to do today, and, and we can get him blamed for it. What? That's right. We can blame him and get him killed before the day's over. I got a plan to get him and his Indian. Well, plan. how can you say that? What's your plan? You two boys are going to lead the holdup of that stage today. Us two lead the boys in the holdup. You heard me. You Ace, you'll get a mask as near like the Lone Rangers as you can. You Hemp, you get some Indian clothes and get some berries to put on your skin and make you look Indian like. We'll try to locate a white horse and a paint horse like those two have. Now, see here, Roy. We're leading this outfit. And I'm leading you. Don't forget it. You want to get rid of the masked man without the heat being put on you, don't you? sure. You'd like to see Brandon out of the picture, wouldn't you? Dead even? Brandon dead? Sure, sure we would. Then do as I say. No matter how many guards they have in that scope today, or on that big gold shipment tomorrow, you've got a gang large enough to kill off any outfit less than a troop almost. We got more boys in the hills now than on any other job we ever pulled. Then the job is safe, and you fellas are safe. You'll lead the gang just long enough for the people on the stagecoach to see you. After that, <laughs> well, here's what I got in mind. Brandon's one of the few people who know about the stagecoach. The Lone Ranger's talk with Jack Brandon had been brief but informative. Now, less than an hour later, he and Tonto were riding out of Richland City into the hills that skirted the town. Tonto, we'll find a campsite not too far away. Make plans there. You find things bad, like young fellas say in letter? Worse, perhaps. That's why we're going to stay a while and see if we can't learn who the leader or leaders of these outlaws may be. You think maybe all one gang do what happened? There may be many gangs, Tonto. But judging from what Jack Brandon told me, there's probably only one or two leaders at most. It's plain that someone with inside information is masterminding the robberies that have been taking place. Him give ID who? No, that's what we'll try to figure out. As the masked man and the Indian galloped into the hills, Kansas Thomas, Steady who had been on watch at Brandon's house, followed them at a distance. Now, take it easy, boy. We don't want to be seen. But Kansas Thomas was seen. In their camp, the Lone Ranger and Tonto were discussing the rider who had followed them and whose trail Tonto had picked up for a while after Kansas had ridden back to Richland City. Me use field glasses. See him go right back to town. He was riding a bay horse, huh? Ah. Me pick up trail a horse. Horse wear shoe with mark like star. Then you can trace the horse easily enough once you go into Richland City. Me think so. You're going to town this morning, Tonto. Now, this is most peculiar. Whoever it was that followed us didn't pick up our trail accidentally. He was dogging us from the moment we rode away. Mm, good thing we see him. Yes, it was. Yet it's too bad he saw us. He may have followed me from Jack Brandon's. Maybe. And if he did... Toto, I'm beginning to wonder. Brandon's the only one who should have known I'd come in response to his letter. Yet, from what he told me, three other men were aware that I might appear. Nobody else know but them three men? No one else was supposed to know. But after what's happened, I think perhaps we'd better find out more about them. <laughs> The sun was high in the sky as the band of robbers sat astride their horses, shielded from the trail by the rugged terrain along the way. 
Ace Willis, at the head of the riders, wore a mask and hat that resembled the Lone Rangers. Well, a good thing us holsters out here have an idea how that hombre dresses. But it was Hemp Clifford in a passable disguise of the Indian Toto who sighted the stagecoach heading toward Richland City. Here she comes, men. Get your guns ready. Yeah, not too big a guard riding with it. Remember my orders, you men. Don't give them a chance. Shoot them down, shoot them down quick. But leave the driver and the passengers alone. Unless they start firing, too. Well, naturally. Make sure the passengers get a look at Hemp and me and these get-ups. We won't ride too close to them, but we want them to see us. All right, here we go. Now, come on. Guns ready. Alert as they had been, the stage guards were unprepared for the onslaught. Give it to them! shoot! Outnumbered by the bandits, they never had a chance. Now this way, Hemp. This way. Let them see us. Let them see us and this white horse I'm riding. Down here. They see us all right. Now let's get away from here. Get it. At that moment in Richland City, Toto, who had been mingling with the people on the dirt street since his arrival an hour before, saw a horse that looked like the one for which he'd been searching. Pretending nonchalance, he bent over to examine the big bay's hoop. Easy horse. Easy now. Let me look at shoe and find out. Oh, it got star mark there. What you doing, Redskin? Not stealing that horse, are you? Tonto looked at the cowboy who had approached him. No, no, me not steal horse. Me got gold, think maybe me buy horse. <laughs> You'll never buy that horse, Injun. That's Kansas Thomas's horse. And if Kansas sees you looking at his horse, there could be a dead Redskin around here. You better vamoose. Well, maybe me show gold man sell horse. Uh, where me find them? Kansas? It's mm. probably in Ace Willis's place where he always is. But I tell you, you won't sell that bay. And you're wasting your time if you ask him, Injun. He might blast you full of lead, too. You better vamoose like I said. Uh, me go. Me not like lead. The Lone Ranger received Tonto's report with interest. Kansas Thomas, huh? And he's one of Ace Willis's men. Me find that out after. In pretty bad fella. So is Ace Willis, Tonto. I think I'll do a little investigating of my own. When night falls, I'm going to Richland City and talk to Brandon about Willis. Perhaps I'll talk to Willis myself if I can get him alone. We'll see when the time comes. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
now to continue. The latest and bloodiest stagecoach holdup had roused the citizens of Richland City to a new high of indignation. They listened with increasing temper as they heard the stagecoach driver and the other survivors tell of the wanton killings. There was 30 or 40 of them, Sheriff. They didn't give us a chance. Just come in shooting and yelling. They didn't give us a chance. Sheriff Tom Morley's eyes were smoldering. And you say they were led by a masked man? Not just a man wearing a bandana across his face? No, Sheriff, was a mask, like we told you. He was on a grayish white horse. There was an engine with him. They was the leaders. That sounds like... No, no, it couldn't be. He's not lawless. And besides, the horse he rides is pure white. Who are you talking about, Sheriff? Kansas Thomas, who had been planted in the crowd by Ace Willis to learn what was being said, gave the cue he'd been instructed to give. He's talking about the Lone Ranger, that's who. The Lone Ranger and that engine pal of his. I always said he was a crook. But the Lone Ranger doesn't have a game. Uh, listen to the sheriff here. Believe in things like a bear. Yeah, what's the matter? Driver, what do you think? I think Kansas is right now that it's clear. It was a ranger, all right. The people in the coach might be able to tell you better. Was it like we just heard? You think that masked man was a Lone Ranger? Never seen a fella, but I heard about him. That is him, all right. Yeah, let's get after him. What do you say, Sheriff? Let's find the Lone come Ranger. On, come on, let's find him and that engine and kill him like they killed those guards. Now, wait a minute, you people. Wait and see We've what... been waiting too long for the law to do something about these crooks, Sheriff. we got to take the law into our own hands. Ah, come on, come Jack Brandon was in a daze as he tried to refute the arguments of his three companions of the committee. They were in session in the back room of the Gazette, and Roy Stevens was saying... We've been too legal already, Murdoch. If we don't try to act now, the Lone Ranger and his men will hold up that wagon train that's due tomorrow with a gold shipment. They're bloodthirsty and they dare anything. Stevens has got something about that wagon train. Suppose they hold that up. Graham, no gang would dare. There'd be soldiers guarding it. A squad or two, maybe. No more, I'll bet. There was maybe 40 in that gang today, they say. Gentlemen, I'll tell you something only I and a few people on the other end have known up to now. That gold shipment won't be on the wagon train when it arrives here tomorrow. It's not. It won't. No. Even before this holdup today, we figured bandits might try to intercept the gold shipment. Nearly everyone in the territory knows when it's due. But if it's not coming on the wagon train tomorrow, Mr. Murdoch, then how will you get it? On the regular stagecoach, with just the ordinary number of Wells Fargo men as guard. No bandit gang will suspect it. They'll be looking for the wagon train, if they're looking. But they'll never expect to find the gold on an ordinary stagecoach trip. It was an hour later, and Roy Stevens, meeting in secret with Ace Willis, was finishing his story. And it'll be on the stagecoach, Ace. <laughs> a fool telling us that. Making it so easy for our men to take over the shipment. What does that do to our plan about getting the Lone Ranger killed, huh? If he's dead and this job goes off, then they'll know somebody else is doing it. And if only four of you in this town are supposed to know about the switch, then maybe they'll suspect. Suspect me? Oh, no. I suspect Jack Brandon of telling. We'll make sure of that. Like we'll make sure they don't string up the Lone Ranger today. Now, listen... You and Hemp will dress like the ranger and the Indian again and lead the raid on the stagecoach. After that, well, we'll see that those two are out of the picture before the sheriff or anyone else can act. And I'll see that Brandon goes with him. Now, Scoot, get to Kansas and tell him to calm down the mob. I'm on my way. 
Kansas Thomas acted immediately after his instructions, and no mob took the trail. That evening, unaware of what had happened during the day, the Lone Ranger managed to make his way to Jack Brandon's cabin. He let himself in the rear door, just as another door connecting with the front office opened. Jack Brandon stood in the doorway, amazement written on his features. You! How did you get here? With posses all over the hills looking for you, how'd you get here? What are you talking about, Jack? Posse's looking for me? I don't understand. You don't? You you didn't have anything to do with today's hold-up and killings? Hold-up? Killings? Of course I had nothing to do with them. Why do you say that? Tell me. Jack Brandon told the Lone Ranger everything that had happened that day. And he concluded... They've sworn in special deputies. They've been out in the hills searching for you. Tonto and I saw horsemen from time to time, and we avoided them as we usually do. But I had no idea what they were doing. Everyone seems convinced it was you and your friend. Mr. Murdoch, Mr. Graham, and Mr. Stevens, too. So strange all this had to happen as it did just on the day you arrived here. Yes, and on the day I was trailed after leaving you this morning. Trailed? You? But no one knew you were here. Someone did. Whether by accident or not, I don't know. But I intend to find out. Perhaps the answer to what's happened centers on that. Jack, do you know a man named Ace Willis? Willis? Of course, he's a bad one. He runs a cafe up the street and a gambling house on the end of town. Why do you ask? I'll tell you later. Just give me as much information as you can about his place and where I may find him. You'll have to play along with me, Jack. I know you will. That's why I want you. The Lone Ranger, silent as the shadows in which he moved, made his way to the open window of the office at the rear of Ace Willis's cafe. You could hear two men talking inside. The men were Ace Willis and Hemp Clifford. Smart trick, isn't it? Transferring the gold from the wagon train to the stage. Figure nobody would do a thing like that. Yeah, it's smart, I guess. Good thing we got a boss who's in with the big shots and gets to know those things. Yeah. I w- <laughs> wonder what the others on that committee would think if they knew about him. Well, they'll never know. About this job tomorrow, we tell the boys to wait for us at Hanging Rock. The wagon train passes at dawn. Yeah. Coach won't get there. Later that evening, the Lone Ranger returned and talked with Jack Brandon. When he met Tonto in the hills later, his eyes shone bright by the campfire. Willis and Clifford outlined their entire plan for the holdup, but they didn't name the man who's their leader. You guessed, maybe? Maybe. But this is not a matter for guessing. We must learn for certain. So Brandon say him talk to Sheriff, like you asked. Yes, Tonto. He was to go immediately after I left him. I think Morley will believe Brandon. I think you'll cooperate with us, too. You meet him, meet him in the morning, Kimasabi? Yes, in the hills above Hanging Rock. If Morley can place his men before daybreak, I think our hold-up men will have a surprise in the store. We'll see. The wagon train had passed Hanging Rock unmolested. Now, shortly after high noon, Kansas Thomas ran quickly through the men hiding behind Hanging Rock. He went directly to Ace Willis, who was dressed once more in his imitation Lone Ranger outfit. Ace, it's coming. The stage is coming. It's at the hairpin turn now. It'll be here in about three minutes. Right. All right, men. Get on your horses. The stage is coming. All right. Ready, Hemp? Yeah. Wait till I get on this snake. Funniest looking engine I ever seen. Yeah. All right, men. Get ready. 
This is going to be the easiest job we've done yet. Suddenly, Sheriff Tom Morley's voice was heard from the underbrush in back. Oh, no, it's not easy. Hey. This is the last job you'll do. Hey, look, the sheriff. Hey, deputies all over the yeah. place. They're coming from the brush. The posse came riding in, guns blazing above the heads of the amazed bandits. Get up your hands, all of you. Get up. Oh, no, you don't. No. Hold it, hold it, sheriff. I'm giving up. Here's my gun. Drop that gun, Willis. That mask doesn't hide you. All right, I've dropped it. How did you know me? I told him who you were, Willis. I told him about you too, Clifford. You're a poor Indian now, and a dead one if you reach for that gun. Here comes the stagecoach now. Signal to it, Brandon, and stop it. Men, put the irons on those coats. Without your hands. Give me your gun. That's it. We were double-crossed. Hear that, Ace? We were double-crossed. I think we were. And you'll know for sure when we get to town, Morley. We're going to take you in and talk with your boss. Denton Murdoch walked to the window of the Gazette office when he heard the stagecoach and the horseman stop outside. The stage is stopping outside here. I wonder why. Oscar Graham opened the door. And look at it. Hey, it's the sheriff. He's got a whole pile of men all in handcuffs. Roy Stevens, who had been in the rear of the room, turned deathly pale. What did you say? You heard me. And look, here's Morley leading in a masked man and an engine with handcuffs on him, too. And by Jiminy, there's another masked man and engine behind him. Without cuffs. What? Sheriff Morley led in the tight-lipped Ace Willis and the quivering Hemp Clifford. But it was the Lone Ranger who stepped forward and looked at the three men who had been waiting. His gaze was such that each might have believed he was addressing them alone. Your plan was a good one, Mastermind. We captured these two pretenders as we knew we would. Pretenders? Mastermind? What are you talking I'm about? I'm grateful for learning about Willis and Clifford and their proposed holdup of the stagecoach. You didn't think your boss would tell, did you, Ace? I didn't. I didn't. Stevens, the boss. Stevens, you're in with him, these crooks? He's their leader. I think all the answers are there for you now, just in the way he looks. Right, Ace? He crossed us, did he? Yeah, he's the one. He's the one who planned every hole up you and every dirty sniveling snicker. Take that gun. Give me that gun, Stevens. <laughs> That's it. Take him away, man. I'd have killed him. Telling on me like that. I didn't cross them, I didn't. Come along, Willis. You too, Clifford. Yeah, take them away. Take their entire gang with them. We know we have the right men now, and the answer to all the outlawry in these parts. That's right, Chief. And I know that from now on, Richland City will be all we've ever hoped it would be. Yes, Brandon, thanks to your friend. I... Say, where is he? Uh, the masked man? He's gone. Hey, I'm just getting an idea what's going on here. Stevens and Ace and Hamper Crooks. That's for sure. Killers, too. But who's the masked man? You didn't know? That man is the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger?
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer.